The big question is this, how are real estate entrepreneurs like us who spend money from our own pockets to build a brand, generate leads, and deliver value to our clients? How do we do all of that and still earn our next million dollars in income? If you want proven secrets to get to your next million, keep listening. If you want it faster, go to kingstonlane.com forward slash secrets. Welcome to the Kingston Lane Podcast. Hey, so I just got off the phone. I just got off a Zoom call with some of our top clients in revenue systems. And one of the things that we talked about today was, uh, and I, I got my notes here just so I can make sure I stay on top of this. One of the things we talked about is a line that I talk about all the time. I heard from Frank Kern. He talks about it on a weekly basis. And the line is, a rising tide lifts all ships. A rising tide lifts all ships. Let me explain why that's super important in our business. <clears throat> I hear all the time agents talk about, you know, these leads are good, these leads are bad, I, you know, I, these leads are non-responsive, these ones are super responsive. They have this story that, that kind of, you know, causes us to go this way and this way and that way, right? I think we're thinking about it from the wrong perspective. Let me explain what I mean. If I'm an agent in a local market, and I live here in Carlsbad, California, there's, there's like, you know, between here and Encinitas, I think there's like 150,000 people. Here's what I'd be thinking about right now. If I was still actively selling in the real estate market, I wouldn't be thinking like, where do I spend money to get the leads that are looking to buy in the next 15 days? Although that would be cool if we could actually identify that. I'd be thinking like, look, there's 150,000 people here. What do I need to do to be so well-known, so influential, so authoritative, so um, just known that when they think about real estate, it literally would be stupid or they would feel so guilty not to think of me that, you know, I would just get the, my like unfair share of all the business out here, right? What would the marketing plan have to be? Guys, you and I both know it's video, right? We know all day long it's video, but, be, but when we look at advertising, we get stuck on this like, how do I generate really, really good leads? Because if I don't generate really, really good leads, then I'm not going to get deals. If I don't get deals, I won't get money. If I don't get money, I'm going to die, right? We know that whole like linear path of thinking right there. But look, at the end of the day, People choose who they know at the moment they make the decision of buying or selling real estate. So whoever is top of mind when they're going through that mental process of, of buying or selling a home, whoever's first, that's the first person they're going to call. And I, I see way too many of you guys, you know, I go back to my coaching career in a previous life and they get on a call and they say, Steve, I've been farming this area like for like seven years. And somebody that I know personally listed their home with somebody else on the farm. I just don't get it. I've been doing this for so long but I didn't get the call. Like, I need to redo all my marketing. And the answer is no, you don't need to redo your marketing. You need to market more because here's what happens. They don't remember what you did for seven years. They only remember what they remember right now when they need to remember it. And chances are somebody hit them with a touch in between the time you did and the time that they made the decision for that real estate piece. So why am I telling you this? Uh, there's a story that uh, I told today on the call that was it's very near and dear to my heart. And, and although it was heartbreaking for me to go through, super stressful, uh, I'd be lying to you to tell you that if I had thoughts of getting out of the business, um, I definitely thought about quitting when this happened. This was about 10, 12 years ago. Uh, my wife and I were in an $18 million home and we were there just taking pictures, not of the home, of, of us. We wanted headshots of us. And at the time, we were big REO agents. We had one of the top teams in Arizona. And uh, we'd been trying to get Bank of America for like three months or something like that. And, you know, we were told every day, it could be any day now, any day now. And when it happens, we would just get all these listings, right? So at the time, uh, I had a BlackBerry. Uh, it wasn't the Pearl. It was the... It was, um, 
I guess it doesn't matter, but it was the BlackBerry before the BlackBerry Pearl with it with a big wide screen. It didn't have any audible notifications. It was vibration only. It was in my pocket and the photographer, I'll never forget this, the photographer says, hey, I want you to like sit on your foot, sit on the stair, put this leg forward so that Jenny can sit on your knee so that when we take a picture, it kind of looks like you guys are a little staggered, but it's hard for me to get the shot if you don't sit this way. So it's a really super awkward pose. And uh, you know, she sits on my knee and all of a sudden you, you, she can feel the phone. And the phone just starts going and it just keeps going and going for like minutes it keeps going and she looks at me and i look at her and this is right as the photographer is going to start shooting the shot she goes oh my gosh do you think that's bank of america and i said it's got to be and if you look at these photos they're horrible photos i was wearing this shirt that was like metallic like just the style back then was horrible and i, I probably didn't even have the style right but uh, if you look at these photos our, our, our smiles are just like ear to ear. She's got the best smile on her face I've ever seen, maybe other than our wedding. And I've got probably the best smile on my face I've ever seen. Uh, and, and we were just on cloud nine, right? So the photographer is like, wow, you guys are doing really good. And, you know, Jenny explains to him, oh, we've been trying to get this account. And this would like cement us is like by far the number one. And, you know, so we were just telling him about this. He was super cool about it. And uh, I don't know what it was. It, it didn't dawn on me to check my phone. We just kept living in the moment, right? We were so excited. Our office was like two miles around the corner. We were so excited to get back there. The photographer's packing up. Jenny's picking up all of our stuff. She's put it in the car. And I pull out my phone. It's obviously it's not my phone. I look at it. I open the email. And my heart just drops, completely drops. And uh, I look at my wife and I got this look on my uh, face that it just just sheer horror. She looks at me. I didn't even say a word. And she already had tears come up. And she knew something was wrong. And she walks over really, really fast paced. She's looking right at me. She's walking all the way across the front of the house. And she says, okay, don't sugarcoat it. What happened? And I said, we just lost 114 listings. And at the time, you know, you're not going to feel sorry for us. So don't take this. I know I'm not going to get any sympathy for this, but we had about 200 and something actives. And she looked at me and she goes, what are we going to do? And I said, well, first, we're going to figure out why this happened. And secondly, um, this is probably a sign. And she goes, a sign of what? That we need to quit? And uh, those of you guys that were in the REO market, you know back then it was tough, man. It was, you know, cash flow was an issue, the super demanding, low commission rates. Market was all over the place. You never knew what was happening, right? Super stressful times. And uh, so it turns out the, the, the company that we were servicing sold the portfolio to another bank. That bank had an agreement with our brokerage that we wouldn't work together because of a previous lawsuit. So we had no choice but to get dropped. And I looked at Jenny and I said, hey, you know what this is? I remember talking to my coach at the time and the coach says, Steve, I've been trying to tell you this for a year now that you are not nearly as focused on the front side of the funnel as you should be. You're riding this gravy train of bank owned homes and someday like this, it's gonna go away if you, don't, if you don't pay attention to it. And although we recovered from it, nothing really bad happened. It was one of those moments where it was like, man, if this happens one more time, like we could be completely out of business overnight. We were that volatile at the time. It was at that moment where I said, Jenny, we have to get into multifamily because that's where all the investment money right now is going. Luckily, I was right. We did a lot of multifamily sales at the time. But had I not had that humbling moment, I don't know that like whatever, what else it would have taken for me to focus on the front side of the funnel, right? We had to intentfully grow the business. You see, it didn't matter how good, how big, how amazing the business was going. If you don't focus on the front side of the funnel, I'm telling you right now, you are disruptable. If you're taking notes right down, I would write that down. If you are not spending 
80% of your time, I, I mean this, if you're not spending 80% of your time as the CEO of your team, of your partnership, of your ninja team, of your massive team, of your business, if you're a single agent only, if you are not spending 80% of your time focused on the front end funnel and feeding that beast as much as you can, I'm telling you guys right now, you are disruptable. Like, forget about the iBuyers and all that stuff. You're disruptable to another agent, right? It's that simple. So if there's one thing that I would take away from this podcast right now, whether you're watching this on YouTube, whether you're listening to this on the podcast, I will tell you, Ask yourself this question at the end of every single day. What major activity did I do today and today only that built the front side of my funnel? And if you can't answer that question, the only thing that you need to do tomorrow is just do something so you can answer that question tomorrow. Every day, one major activity to build the front side of the funnel. You know we love you guys all. Sharon and I live to serve this real estate community. If there's anything that we can do to help you, reach out to us, send an email, support at kingstonlane.com. Tag us on social media, put it in the group, let us help you. If you're not focused on the front side of the funnel, I'm telling you, things are gonna get harder and you're disruptable. That's my lesson for today. Don't leave yourself susceptible to that 114 listing cancellation email burst. I'm telling you, from experience, it sucks. I hope you never have to go through it. If you do, it's probably gonna be a big lesson learned, right? Front side of the funnel, I'll reference Frank Kern one more time. A rising tide lifts all ships. Just assume that you need to push harder than you've ever pushed right now. I love you all. See you on the next one. Do you want more real estate secrets? Then go get all our best kept secrets that agents around the world are using to win more listings, grow their teams, and make a fortune every single day. Go to kingstonlane.com forward slash secrets. That's kingstonlane.com forward slash secrets.